Hello and welcome to Homeowner Resource, a podcast for homeowners. Dave Smythe has been working in and on homes his entire life. He is the owner of DS Plumbing, a well-respected home service business that has been serving the Ottawa community since 2004. He has been certified as a home inspector, gas technician, master plumber, and was a speaker at a CAPI national conference. Please welcome Dave Smythe. Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Resource. This week we are talking about freezing pipes. We have just come out of our very first extreme cold snap here in the Ottawa area. We have been getting high winds and temperatures below minus 25, minus 30 Celsius with wind chills of minus 40. For us that usually creates lots of calls for the uh, frozen pipes and I generally see as a bit of a rule of thumb that if we have two consecutive days that are continually below minus 20 Celsius for the full two-day period, no no breaks of, of you know higher temperatures as it were, um, and we have some wind, I guarantee that that's when we're going to start getting customers calling us up saying, hey, my pipes are frozen or I'm not getting any water. So we've had this pretty much solid for a week and we have had many many calls. If you're in an older home and unfortunately even if you're in a newer home you can certainly suffer from having the uh, freezing pipe issues where if you wake up first thing in the morning you find there's one or several taps in your house that just won't run or maybe you come home after a long day at work and find that again the taps just aren't running. This is obviously an inconvenience at best and at worst these frozen pipes can actually cause the piping behind the walls and ceilings to actually rupture and break in which case they might not appear broken while the water is not flowing but as soon as water thaws out and starts flowing in your pipes uh, you can often notice a leak and generally you will notice it very very quickly. So how do you prevent such things from happening and how can you determine what might be the best place to be in? Perhaps what style house? If you live in a certain style or age of house, what might you want to look out for? So I will talk about some of the house styles and what might be going on to cause freezing problems. This may or may not help you at this moment in time and then we're going to talk about what you can do to help limit or prevent from getting frozen pipes. Alright, so types of houses. Well we have brand new houses that are built up to today's uh, code standards with all the, the best materials that are available to us now. We have homes that uh, are, say, from 15, 20 years to about 50, 60 years old. And then we've got what I would call the older houses. Um, Certainly we have the 80 plus 100 year old houses. If you're in an old, old house, so say turn of the last century, 1900s, Uh, maybe even up to 1940s, say. 
these houses have very big um, older style pipes and they work exactly the same in, in most cases as a new house. The house itself though is built um, with materials that perhaps were not as well made or as accurate um, due to the cost of heating energies or the lack of technologies for insulating homes. A lot of these houses typically didn't have much if any insulation in them. And if you've been fortunate enough to have either insulated the house yourself or have purchased an older house that has been insulated retroactively, you cannot necessarily guarantee the quality or the evenness of that insulation. And what I mean by that is on some of these really old style houses, one way of insulating was to drill a hole or several holes in the wall cavities and then blow in or, or drop in loose insulation chippings. Now depending on what's in your wall, these bits of insulation may fill up the entire space or they might hit um, some debris that's in there, a piece of wood as a an item of bracing or maybe in a lot of cases you'd even have some of the drainage pipes in an outside wall. If this is the case then a lot of the installation is going to get caught on top of these pipes and might not actually fill the wall space. So you can't guarantee that the entire wall has been insulated. If you start looking at the houses from say 1940s to 1960s uh, you start having some insulation in the walls. It might not be that thick. Um, there might not be or there wouldn't be particularly any air uh, barriers or vapor barriers or the vapor barriers that were there weren't particularly great or not sealed that well. Um, as we start moving from say 60s to pretty much modern day, um, most of the houses tend to be the same what's happened over that period of time is uh, there's been a lot more development in insulation technology in install uh, in installing air barriers and vapor barriers in houses which um, tend to make the house very draft proof and uh, that certainly goes a long way to help the insulations themselves are uh, now better uh, they are also thicker um, and so for the most part the, the plumbing codes have also changed to um, have less likelihood or not supposedly any uh, plumbing water lines or drains in exterior walls and that also uh, is supposed to limit the uh, the freezing possibilities. In the older homes Generally speaking, we have not in the past seen too, too many problems with freezing pipes. And the reason for this has been that in modern times, our general homeowner comfort means that our temperature in the house is generally a little bit warmer. And as these houses historically are not very well insulated, 
uh, and tend to leak heat energy very, very easily. The fact that they're not very well insulated um, is counteracted by the amount of heat that is made within the home that is then leaking out and sort of balances off the cold air coming in. This year with the extreme winds and the extreme cold snap, uh, we have had um, a few of these older houses with problems and they have actually all been pretty much on the drain lines, which is unusual in itself. And so a drain line, um, well, I'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, in the 19 sort of, you know, 40s to modern day house, um, the insulation factor is there. They are generally getting a bit better built. And so we tend not to find too, too many problems um, in those houses that have not been touched. Again, the house temperatures are, are have historically gotten warmer over time as people crank the heat up and uh, you know while all the pipes are kind of exposed in the basements and um, everything's working as it's supposed to you know they're generally fine in extreme days where we get lots of wind um, this is where you find that because they don't have much in the way of vapor barriers that any uh, piping that is on an exterior wall or closer will tend to suffer a lot more um, because the the air actually manages to find its way through the siding through the brickwork uh, through any little gaps and spaces between the insulation and, and sort of works its way into the house this becomes more and more of a problem as people tend to move into these older homes and say hey let's put a finished basement in here even though the houses were never built and designed for a basement to be put in them. But, you know, as we're trying to increase our our house and comfort, uh, we put basements in. And so what happens is if you've had a recent renovation, it is not uncommon for us to find that the following winter that we end up ripping open ceilings and walls to access the pipes that have now been hidden behind the walls. and. By building these interior walls, what happens is that the heat and the airflow in the house stops getting to the pipes, which is now having the cold wind and air from outside more freely attack it, and that's why they freeze. As we start going into newer and newer homes, um, again, typically we'll find if they haven't had problems for years and years, when you get these extreme days, uh, of cold drafts and everything else, it's usually the renovated basements um, or areas of the house that may have been upgraded or repaired at some point that haven't been done properly or haven't been done with all the thoughts and details in there for protecting the plumbing usually suffer. And again, it's the cold drafts that, that ultimately cause the pipes to freeze. In modern homes, because we have um, much more adaptable and usable materials and we have more adventurous designers for homes 
and I guess also the the desires of the homeowners themselves to have fancy new you know kitchens overhanging walls or over their garages or some such kind of thing like that um, we start getting into having problems where if someone say leaves a garage door open it's not designed to be cold even though it is insulated the plumbing will freeze you know there might be gaps at that point somewhere in the garage that aren't sealed a hundred percent and so the cold gets in there and we end up with frozen drains and we end up with freezing uh, water lines in bathrooms or kitchens above garages or we find that uh, in the fast pace world that we now live in that uh, on mass construction sites there's the occasional house that's found not to have any insulation in or a vapor barrier or air barrier has been forgotten that you know it's generally something has been missed in the building process that then leaves the house vulnerable to a freezing condition so what can you do to prevent your pipes from freezing what I typically look for is getting decent airflow around the whole house, um, making sure that you have adequate heat running, and what we also want to do is potentially use running water. And uh, let's just go into the, the mechanics of how these actually work. So in airflow, this is probably the biggest general one that that I see is an easy option. We've been into many houses where the the house is closed up. Um, people might just not like having open doors, and uh, so what what we go in is we start seeing people's homes and their basements, and they have all these closed doors, uh, and so. You, walk, you open that door and you walk into that room and you go, man, it, it feels cold in here. And what they're using is the, the heating system of the house, which on an older home typically was very centralized, heats up the core of the house. And okay, that saves them a few dollars on their heating bill. But in these circumstances where they've closed off these rooms, that room is now five degrees colder than the rest of the house when you get some extreme weather conditions it now makes it a little bit easier for the cold air to get in around pipes and freeze them one of our recommendations is go around your house make sure you have all your your doors open to all your rooms to let as much air flow around you can if you have particularly cold spaces in your house maybe get a fan and it doesn't have to be a heated fan just a fan to move the air around those spaces to so that you start getting a bit more of an even temperature all throughout your house. If you happen to know that you've got cold spots in cupboards uh, or you've got vulnerable areas, you know, any space that you may have had freezing in the past or um, that you know are cold, quite often we'll find these to be vanities in basements um, or, you know, cupboards, say, below where uh, there's bathrooms above or um, kitchens or something like that where you've got pipes running. So you want to open up those cupboard doors. You want to open up and, and allow air to get into any of these spaces and that will allow for the airflow to move about. To add an extra level to this, we will usually tell people to 
uh, turn their heating up um, anything from two to five degrees depending on where it is uh, obviously what we don't want to do is have people sitting in a, in a sauna for the entire winter it's trying to find a balance of you know what might cost a little bit more to heat your house against the cost of calling in our company or one of our other fellow plumbing companies uh, to sort out freezing pipe problems or burst pipes. Another way to prevent some of freezing effects going on is to actually open up uh, a tap that happens to be in an area that is extremely cold in your house or that has frozen in the past. Generally speaking, uh, again, you don't want to be doing this if you know that you have a slow running drain or you're known to have drain problems there either because the last thing you want to do is fill up your drains with this running water and let it overflow or have such little flow in your drain that the drain itself now freezes, which we have actually come across a number of times this year. So we don't want to necessarily have the tap running full blast, but we do want to have uh, at least a, a decent trickle of water running through there. And the reason that flowing water uh, works is that it takes quite a bit of energy to actually change the temperature of water, whether you're boiling it or whether you're freezing it. And by having that flowing motion of water, it actually requires a whole lot more energy, heating or cooling, to create it to actually freeze and, and stop. Think of this in the same reason that uh, whereas a, um, a pond might freeze fairly early in the winter, if you look at uh, a running stream, it generally freezes later on in the year, if at all. And those are pretty much the, the mechanisms. So um, again, to recap, uh, you're looking to keep the airflow moving around your house, crank your temperature up a couple of degrees. And if you're comfortable with it, have some water flowing into uh, from fixtures that, that are vulnerable for freezing. Certainly at periods when there's not going to be a lot of use in between the you know going to the bathrooms or whatever if, if there's lots of people in your house you probably don't need to run the water so much because someone's going to go in there every few minutes or, or an hour or so and, and run the water and, and make sure that things haven't frozen up the time it takes to freeze pipes if you're looking at a drain line it would typically take a long long time to freeze the water because there's generally nothing in the pipes and when there is there's so much flow and it's usually warmer water that uh, will end up thawing out whatever's going on in there. So for a drain to freeze it's usually a combination that you have a, uh, a slight leak from something. So you could have a faucet or a tap that is got this regular little drip. Not, not a huge trickle, just a regular little drip or the more common one happens to be a toilet where you've got some of the internal components are letting a little bit of water by and because you're not seeing this through a leak in the toilet or in the floor it goes into the drain and this is what has caused problems in, in some of these older houses for us this year and I, I guess that's uh, pretty much it uh, we do have a lot more uh, information on our website at dsplumbing.ca if you'd like to check that out, 
Um, it's certainly been a useful resource for a lot of our customers and clients this year, and uh, we have had plenty of people who have called us back to cancel their appointments uh, because they've managed to get the flow running again themselves. So check out that. It's uh, We have a blog post and a, a page on our website at dsplumbing.ca about frozen pipes, so check that out. And I would certainly be expecting several more freezing cold snaps this year. Uh, so with any luck, you won't be one of the people suffering. That's all for me at homeownerresource.ca. Thanks for listening and stay warm.